If you've been wishing, hoping, and dreaming about taking your business from six figures to multi-six figures or multi-six figures to seven figures, then I want to make sure you get our new free guide, the multi-six and seven-figure scaling roadmap. Inside the guide, I pull back the curtains and I shared all the strategies that I used and they can help you too. First, they can help you triple your monthly sales. I shared proven strategies with you that led to a 3x increase in my monthly sales. Second, I show you exactly how to crush your limiting beliefs. Say goodbye to doubts like, you can't charge that much and there aren't enough ideal clients for you too. Third, how to only work with ideal clients. I show you how to become the go-to expert and attract only the perfect clients and referrals. And finally, I show you how to quantum leap to $20,000 plus every single month. I show you exactly how to take a quantum leap from $8,000 per month, for example, to $20,000 a month. You can absolutely break through your upper limit barrier and enjoy five and six figure months every single month. Make 2024 your dream come true year by downloading your free guide today. Just click the link in the show notes below. Welcome to Double Your Sales Now, your resources to selling strategies, tips, and best practices to take your performance to the next level. There's no reason you can't double your sales. So let's get to it with your sales coach, Ursula Menches. Welcome to the Double Your Sales Now show, where you learn all the tips, mindset shifts, tools, and strategies to two times your sales in any niche. I'm your host, Ursula Minchis, and I am so excited about today's show. I have the very cool, very amazing Cheryl Lightshoe here with us today, and she, I know, is going to inspire you to think differently about being an entrepreneur. So first, I just want to say hello, Cheryl, and welcome to the show. Oh, hi, Ursula. I'm so delighted to be here. This is going to be great fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. And it's like we're just sitting here having coffee. You get to listen in. I want to thank our listeners, by the way, all over the world. You're in 50 plus countries. Our listenership doubled last month. I guess when you call your show the Double Your Sales Now show, something's going to double. So thank you all. <laughs> that was quite a nice surprise. I hadn't been following the numbers and I went, oh my goodness. And so we're just grateful for all of you. And the other thing we found out is many of you are going back and listening to the shows multiple times. It's interesting what these statistics will tell us. So we're glad that you're listening. We hope that our show inspires you to think bigger and keep selling and keep going. What's really fun about today is Cheryl is also a sponsor of the Double Your Sales Now show. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about her company, and then she's also going to have some more free offers at the end today. So do you often find that you have so much noise about ways to build and grow your business? I know I do. Webinars, writing great sales pages. Do you have the right brand? What is your social media presence? Should you have a business page? There's so much. If you want to grow a successful, sustainable small business, where do you start? Cheryl Lightshoe's new book, Straight Talk for Smart Business Women, Critical Tools to Build and Grow Your Business is a great place to stop the noise and regain your focus. And you can find her book on Amazon or visit the website at www.straighttalkforsmart.com smartbusinesswomen.com. So that's Cheryl's new book. And I mean, we're going to talk about some of the topics that are in there today, but definitely get her book. Let me tell you a little bit more about Cheryl and why we're excited to have her here. Cheryl and I actually met through Tina Pettis. I think we've traveled in similar circles, but it's just been phenomenal to get to know her. I got to sit next to her at dinner and we traded stories about our sons, our <laughs> children, and what's happening in that world. So it's, you know, sometimes you're putting the mom hat on, sometimes it's the entrepreneur hat. But many of Cheryl's clients describe her as the Yoda for small woman-owned 
small businesses and solopreneurs. And Cheryl has had the pleasure of owning a successful, sustainable keyword there, small business for over 25 years. She has stumbled, regrouped, learned, succeeded and failed but remain committed to being an entrepreneur. Cheryl has also coached other women-owned small businesses to enjoy the opportunities of being an entrepreneur. Her mission is to help women-owned small businesses start, build, and grow their own successful enterprise. And to all of our gentlemen listeners, I know you're going to learn a lot from Cheryl as well. So we're not, not including you. I know Cheryl will be talking to you as well if you have grown a business or if you're in sales in any way. So with that, Cheryl, I want to just dive in. You know, you've been in business 25 years. Your business has grown and evolved. You've stumbled but go back to the beginning. Tell us a little bit about how you got started. And in the beginning, what were your limiting beliefs about sales, selling, or having a business? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, that taking you back 25 years is a long time ago. But, you know, was, when I started my business, it, it was more out of need for my family. My husband and I had relocated and he, I couldn't work for the same company. That's where I met him was with the same company. So I was put in a position of what am I going to do for the rest of my life? Which of course is a big question for the rest of my life, right? <laughs> right? And little did I know that the decision I made was going to be the decision for the rest of my life. What I knew I loved doing was mentoring and coaching people within organizations. So I decided I was going to start my own business so that I could have that flexibility and freedom for wherever he relocated to. At that point, the model I had in mind was a coaching model, but this was 1984. That wasn't even on the radar screen. Coaching was not something you used as a term in business and industry. So I was defining a model that really wasn't out there, but yet I knew that this is what needed to happen in order to, for organizations to work more effectively. So I went back to got a doctoral degree in psychology. Again, there were no coaching training programs out sure. there. So how beautiful it would be now. And then he, we finally relocated back to the Twin Cities at, right after I graduated. And I just started knocking on doors and saying, here's what I believe and here's what I want. So I would say the piece that really helped me was that I had more guts than brains. And I have a lot of brains, but I had the guts to start knocking on those doors because, again, we didn't have the Internet. We didn't have email. I know I'm older than dirt when it comes to that. But the biggest limiting belief for me, and we'll talk about this hopefully as we move through the show here, but I believed I needed to do it all myself. The high achiever in me was if I had to reach out and ask for other people for help, that was a failure that I needed to figure this out all myself. So whether it be introductions, and remember, I was coming into a market where people didn't know who I was. So I really was starting cold. I didn't have a network to go to, and I had no idea how to use that network. Asking for referrals, asking for warm leads. So I believed I needed to do it all myself, and that it would be hard. And guess what? It was hard because <laughs> I was doing it all myself, right? <laughs> oh, interesting. Well, you are not alone, as you know, and I'm sure yeah, this is coach so many people on. And so, so we're going to keep going with this, but when you, when there was a, I'm sure a moment where, well, I know there was a moment where it became sustainable or you had a major month or you doubled your sales over the last yeah. month and you were like, wow, I'm going to be able to fill in the blank with all this money that's coming in. I really do have a business. Do you remember that moment? What was that like for you? And then what did you believe about sales and selling and being in business for yourself then? Oh gosh, I remember opening a check for $10,000. And I thought I was rich because up to that point, you know, I was getting $200 and $300 and maybe a thousand. But my first check for $10,000 that came from a corporate project that I sold. And there was two more of those coming. Okay. So it was a $30,000 project. Then felt like, 
oh my gosh, this is, I'm rich. What will I do with all this money? You know, now today that certainly looks different. But what I believed when that check happened, it was all worth it. All the hard work, all the knocking on the doors was really worth it. And I needed to continue to go on. But again, my limiting belief was still that I needed to do it all myself. And it wasn't until I changed that limiting belief that literally the doors then broke off. And I was started being put on retainer for $10,000 a month. It wasn't just one program for $10,000 a month. So it is amazing how those limiting beliefs, how you can't even bust through the income level because that belief is holding you back. Yeah, for sure. So let's go there. So you started to have these big months, you're on retainer, you got the big checks. I mean, even today, I'll tell you, I know there's people listening who wish they could get a $10,000 check in the mail, Cheryl. I mean, they, yeah. they, you know, that they did they that they could just stick with it, keep going and that that's possible. So when you look back, at what point did you hire? You know, how did you overcome? So that's not like one of your number one limiting beliefs. Like, how did you overcome that limiting belief? What was the shift that happened? And then what happened to your business after you started hiring? So I became involved in a mastermind group. And I also had a coach, but the coach really wasn't working with me on the whole sales mindset. But I joined this mastermind group and I was with businesses that were larger than I was. I'm not sure why they even let me into the group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Other than I'm kind of stubborn. I have more guts and brains, right? As I said before. But when they said to me, you need to start asking people for help, young lady. And it was all men. So it, it was a young lady comment. And I went, what do you mean ask people for help? And they said, you are so willing to help everybody else. If Mm. I come to you and I want you to introduce me to somebody, you will gladly open that. Well, guess what? Other people are willing to do that for you as well. And I went, oh my gosh. So they said, pick one person. And I picked a client that I knew was happy with me (laughs) because I think one of the things at least for me as a female, and I loved your comment that, no, these comments fit males too, but it's just, I'm female and that's how I understand it from the female world. I I was fearful that I would pick somebody and they would say no to me. And so I picked somebody that I knew loved me. And I said, Anita, I want to grow my business. I'm looking for this. Who do you know? And she went, it's about time you asked me for help. Again, she said the same thing. You are so willing to help me with anything I request of you. It's about time I get to help you. Yes, I will open the door for you. And she just didn't open the door in two introductions. She opened the door to put me on a national committee. My niche market was professional service firms. And so I was working a lot with CPA firms. She happened to chair a national committee and she invited me to be on this committee which opened the door to my having a national practice. And not only did I join that committee, and I'm not a CPA, but they wanted the talent development. It was about women's retention and work-life balance. They wanted the knowledge that I brought. Not only did I serve on that committee, but I became chair of that committee three years later. And again, it just opened a door that was so big that I would have never even imagined could have opened for me. And again, it opened my practice to a national and international practice. Oh my goodness. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. No, it's like we, this is one of the things we haven't talked a lot about, just especially with men as well, but women, we give, we give, we give, we give, we give, we give, we yeah. give, and then we forget to ask. So let's take this into practical terms for our listeners. How would you advise them to ask? Like, where would they start? Because someone's going to listen and think, oh, that's a good idea. But how do I, they might not know how to make that work for themselves. What's your advice there? So I'm a big one to tell people, if it's something you're afraid of, put it right out there. So when you call them or you contact with them, you say, okay, I'm really not good at this. I really don't know even how to ask. But so if it comes out crazy, you know, please forgive me. But (laughs) 
I'm looking for, so, and then being clear what you're asking for, you know, I'm looking for this, or I'm, I, my niche market is this, or, you know, do you have any ideas of how you might help me? And people are always want to help. I've never asked anybody and have them not want to help. Sometimes they don't have the options. So, you know, sometimes they don't have the doors to open for you and that's fine. You still love them, but just being willing to have the courage to open your mouth and ask and know it's not going to be perfect. And so I just put it right up front when I'm afraid of something or I know that my mindset is getting in the way. I'm, you know, I'm not comfortable with this. Or sometimes I even say, my coach told me to do this. I don't know <laughs> if it's going to work or not. So blame it on somebody else. But the point is to get that out of the way and then make the ask. And you're just going to be surprised how much comes your way when you're willing to do that. Well, and other entrepreneurs love to help. So when you ask for mm-hmm. help, and most people in general love to help. My last book publisher came because I just, I was talking with another coach and I said, I'm so frustrated in this area. You know, I'm trying to find a book publisher that fits my kind of spiritual and business world. And she said, well, I have the perfect person. I'm going to connect you right now. I mean, it was just so easy. And I thought, yeah. wow, why didn't I open my mouth before? Here I was like putting out all these <laughs> wearies, whatever. Because we need to do it ourselves, right? Ursula, we're high achievers. You know, we should know the answers to this stuff. Well, guess what? There's a whole world out there that can help you with answers. Yeah. Or it has to be hard. That was my big one. I've decided that it doesn't have to be hard anymore. So so Cheryl, one of the things I heard you say in the beginning was you just went out and you knocked on doors because this was before, I mean, 25 years really, honestly, is not that long ago, but it's amazing to imagine a world where we didn't have all of the technology that we have, all the ease that we have today. So we can kind of hide behind our desk, which I also think there's a big difference downside to. But yep. what are the top two sales strategies that you use to double your sales to get to that $10,000 checks, those checks, I should say, and then the $10,000 a month retainer? What were your top two strategies you used? Okay. And only two. <laughs> top two. Um, we're digging top deep. Two, top two. Okay. So the first one was I have, and I still use this when I coach my coaching clients that come to me as entrepreneurs, I have what I call my magic 120. And the magic 120 is is that you have to have 120 people that you have told what your business is about, eyeball to eyeball, face to face, and that they understand what your business does. And it's not an email. It's not a Facebook post. It's a live conversation. So whether you do that through Zoom meetings now or whether you do that through a coffee meeting or however you do it, it has to be live. And people go, oh, my gosh, 120 names. And I'm like, yep. Now, here's what I know. I'm going to tell you the secret. Well, before you hit 120 names, you're, you're going to actually get business coming in the door. But you need to keep 120 on that list. And that was my secret when I started. I just said, OK, I have to find 120 people. And I'm just going to tell them what my business is. I'm not going to expect a sale because that will come in the relationship process. And I know, you know, you are the expert on that, Ursula. As you build that relationship, the opportunity for sales will come. But if you don't have implanted in the universe, 120 people who can speak about your business, you're going to stay stuck. So that's one. And (laughs) the other one, which maybe sounds so silly, but stop apologizing for asking for the sale. I was really good at telling them they really didn't need to buy from me. You know, I'm so sorry, but uh, you know, do you want to buy something? I'm so sorry that I'm even asking the question. <laughs> Again, this is long before Ursula was in my world. (laughs) I remember being there in the beginning, too. I'm so sorry that I'm calling you again, you know, especially IT directors who definitely didn't want to hear about me or from me or didn't want anything we had to offer. At least they didn't think so. So how did you overcome that one? (laughs) Somebody finally told me, 
stop apologizing. I want to buy something from you. You know, stop apologizing. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, oh, the mirror was in my face. I didn't even realize I was doing it. And I think that's one of the things with your mindset is that oftentimes you don't even recognize that you're doing it because it's hard to be an observer of yourself. Sure. Well, and <laughs> when we'll they talk, gave me that, go ahead. I was just, we'll talk people right out of the sale, which is what you're talking about. We'll just keep yeah. talking, talking all the way out the door. We're still talking. Meanwhile, they're trying to hand you a credit card. You can't even see it. <laughs> Exactly. And it seems so silly, but when you're in the midst of all that angst, you just do what comes natural. Yep. So stop apologizing. Don't do what comes natural. <laughs> yeah. It's a great reminder that silence is actually our friend and that, you know, people need a moment to actually think about what you've just talked about and just being quiet. One of the hardest things to do can lead to a lot. So I love that. And I want to go back to your magic 120. Ooh, this is good. This is all so good. So for our listeners, I know they always want to make it like practical. How can I put this into motion? It seems obvious, but I'm sure there's a good way to do this. So when you tell you to instruct your clients to do this now, do they just, I'm talking like nuts and bolts. Do they type it up on a Word document and every time some, they meet with someone, they come off that list, they put them on another list? Like, how do you make this work really well? And how can you make it practical? Okay, so the Magic 120 really has layers. So you might put them on a different list, however you want to sort them. But, you know, it's the first initial contact to help them understand your business. But then you want to keep nurturing that because in most of our businesses, timing is everything. Just right. because it's no right now or they don't have any ideas right now to connect you with other people. Because remember, you're not going in with the sales last. You're going in with just creating understanding. Doesn't mean it's going to be no forever or doesn't mean there won't be other opportunities in the future. So it's a list of 120 people that you're going to nurture. And as you create those different relationships, you'll know how it is that you want to nurture that person. So there'll be a step two that you'll do some follow-up with them because believe it or not, they don't wake up in the morning thinking about you. What? Your business. I know. I, isn't that crazy? They should be, but they don't. So you have to keep circling around to remind them I'm still here and oh by the way here's something else that I'm doing or here's an example of a client that I've used so you can keep tweaking their mind so that when those opportunities come you are on their radar screen so it's I guess it's the difference between marketing and sales right sales mm -hmm. are we finally have the opportunity to make a sale but marketing is we just need to stay on their radar screen and when the timing's right They'll either introduce you to somebody or they'll be ready for a sale with you and you'll have created the depth of relationship that allows that sales funnel to work. Yeah. Well, what's so great about the Magic 120 is it's easy to remember. And I know it's very practical. It's something our listeners can do immediately. We love to give things yep. to people that they can do immediately and just run with it. And I don't know if you've experienced this, so but I'm curious. Like, So talking about the quantum level, right? When it gets, when we have that cool synchronicity happen. But did you ever have someone on your list? So you put the list of 120 people together. Did you have any, ever have some of those people just pop up at the next networking event or reach out and call you? Like, did it start to reverse engineer itself? Yes, 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 because it's about relationship. And that's, that's when I think, you know, when we think sales is hard, and we think that, you know, it's something that we have to do to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good grief. Yeah, it's allowing, you know, it's allowing that relationship to merge wherever it needs to go to. And it, it is amazing. Sometimes it's like people that I never dreamt would be interested in some of the things or that I offered, at least in the corporate world, suddenly they were coming to me and I was like, really? Huh? I hadn't even thought about, I hadn't even thought about selling to you, but all right, right you're here. Yeah, and that's part of being on their radar screen and having them just know what it is that you do. Yeah. 
Brilliant. So we all know that entrepreneurship can be an interesting road at times. And Mm -hmm. everyone I've interviewed, I mean, people are shocked. I've had people write to me saying, I never guessed so-and-so would have said that, you know, it was difficult in the beginning. But I haven't interviewed an entrepreneur yet on the show who said, oh yeah, from the beginning, it was just super easy. And my business just skyrocketed. The sales just came in. Like there was always (laughs) things that you're an expert in all things being an entrepreneur is about like you, I know you've helped a lot of people. So I'm curious if you can share your top two to three strategies that you in the past have taught your clients or that you teach at your speaking events in terms of how they can grow their business. Yeah. And these are, it's not just stuff I teach, it's stuff that I've done. So I think that's why I become the Yoda, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, I've actually experienced this stuff. So I'm not speaking from real life experience. The first one was discipline. You know, even the, the magic 120, you have to be disciplined to focus on what's important to grow your business. And as entrepreneurs, we sometimes get really distracted, right? So you have to be disciplined to what are the things that I'm going to focus on and make sure that those are done first. And then I can go off and think about all the other crazy ideas. And if you're not disciplined in your sales process, you're not going to have that $10,000 check or $10,000 a month retainer. It's just not going to happen. That's number one. Number two is confidence, which I know can is a, a tricky one. I always say fake it till you make it. it. The confidence will come, but you have to lead from knowing that what you're doing is right and the right things will come to you. And if you're stumbling and it's not, then reach out to others to ask for help, right? And don't think you have to do it all yourself. And then the third one is, you mentioned it in my introduction, and there's just so so much noise out there. And there's so much magic bullets, you know, sign up for this course and sign up for that course. I get have been really frustrated until I found the programs that can give me actionable tools that I can do right now that are actually going to result in sales. And that's, I think you need to be careful as an entrepreneur to not just jump on all the, all the magic bullets that are out there, but really look at, is this program going to give me a specific actionable outcome that I can put to work in my business right now and get results. And I know, Ursula, that's what your program does, which is why I love and admire you so much. Oh. Well, thank you. All. And it's one of the reasons I'm with you. Like I would sit through a lot of training and I would take a lot of notes and I wouldn't get it in the muscle. And that was one of my pet peeves. And so when we launched Sales Camp, it was all about experiencing it because we learned in yeah. NLP and neurolinguistic programming that once you get it in the muscle, you'll actually remember it. And we love for people to have that experience. So thank you. And so I want to circle back to a couple of things. So discipline, it's a word that I think we use a lot and it's out there and people will ask me like, what's your schedule? (laughs) You know, like when do you spend time with your son? When do you, you know, and so I've answered that question many times and tried to be very specific about how I create my own intentional schedule, which I build my discipline into that. And Mm -hmm. it's it's not always fun. I don't love going to yoga. I make myself and I feel really good afterwards. You know, I don't love making sales calls. I make myself and then I, you know, I feel great afterwards, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. it's that. So talk to us, what does discipline mean to you? Yeah, I love your term intentional schedule. To me, I have to block in my schedule when things are going to happen. Now, you know, there's always flexibility in that. I can move that around. But if I'm not mindful of what needs to happen in my calendar, it won't happen. I probably am like a many entrepreneurs, I have more ideas than time. And so when I start following all those ideas, and then I start feeling overwhelmed, which is my clue that I am not disciplining myself. And I don't want to be disciplined. So understand, much as your point, I really don't want to be disciplined on this stuff. But I know that if I'm not, 
I'm not going to get the results that I want. So whenever I sit down and do planning, I do at the beginning of every month, I sit down and I start time blocking my calendar and realizing, oh my goodness, okay, I can't do all these things that I want to get done. So let's start with the big rocks first. What's going to get me the biggest results? And then results, whether it's health results or whether it's sales results or what results, what are my goals and I'm trying to achieve and what's going to get me the biggest results? Block that first. And then the what's left can be the other playful, delightful learning. I love to learn. So I always attending different webinars and that kind of thing. But if I don't have time, I can't do that. And, you know, by the way, I'm also at the side of my life. I'm in the legacy side of my life. So my business isn't my top priority. My grandkids are. So mm-hmm. they get top priority and grand and blocking on my calendar and then fitting the rest of the things around it. But if I don't do that, I just spin and I, I worry and my anxiety goes up and it's just not worth that. Yeah. So, so it's a great reminder of just build that schedule with your goals in mind and, and really reverse engineer it. And so, mm-hmm. you know, because what we all want is more peace and freedom. You want the freedom to be able to spend time with your grandkids now as your top priority. Mm-hmm. All of us, you know, have those other priorities, but often work drives us because we don't have that schedule. We don't have that list of things to do in the right order that would serve us the best. And so it's such an important example and reminder that that does having a schedule that's clear is what leads to peace and freedom because that's, that's what people want, right? They want more peace and freedom. Excellent point. I like those words. <laughs> so Cheryl, <laughs> you've been a coach for 25 years and you know, you've connected with and coached many, many people. So I'm curious, like looking back, what was like when you look think about all the people you've coached of those who stayed in business the longest or continue to succeed and evolve, what was the number one thing that you can point to that helped them? Was there a characteristic that they took on? Was there something that they shifted? What, in your opinion, made them successful and kept them on that path to success? So I think it's a combination of discipline and flexibility. They would know what they wanted to do. And again, I'm reflecting on this for me as well. They would know what they wanted to do and they would start out and they would be willing to learn along the way. Because when you start out and you're too disciplined, because that's the opposite side of that, you're going to get frustrated when things don't go your way. (laughs) I don't know if any of the listeners are a control freak. I am. I want it to go my way. And, and, you know, I want the plan to be the plan, but you need to also be flexible with the plan because you learn a lot building that muscle. As you talk about, you know, as you're building that muscle, you learn a lot about what you can do and what more you can do and how it can be bigger. And maybe there's some other techniques and tools. So that willingness to always be incorporating. I've been through three recessions in my business. I want to tell you, my business had huge impact when in 2008, suddenly all my corporate work disappeared. And now my plan was not going to work anymore. But we had this whole technology piece going on. So I proceeded to sell to organizations. Let's do it by video conference. You don't need to fly me all over the world in order to get these results. Let's try it by technology. And a lot of them up until that point were saying, well, I don't know. I think you need to be here in person. Guess what? We uh, Several of them were willing to do that. And now my business is, is, I would say, 80% of it is through technology. But it had to be a new learning curve for me because I was selling something. I didn't really even know how I, was gonna, how I could operate it. But I was selling something that I could see was a need. The world was changing. So you have to have that flexibility to be able to respond and learn and grow mm-hmm. and not give up on what it is that you can offer. Discipline and focus. Yes. And I love it. All right. So I know our listeners are going to want more. 
and what I know you have some great things for them. So tell us more. How can we get more from you? How can we connect with you? I know you have a great community you're building. How can we get involved? Okay. Yeah. Well, you can go to straighttalkforsmartbusinesswomen.com. That's the website and everything's there. So there's a free ebook there called Stay Calm and Build Your Business, which is the whole purpose of my book as well as I want to cut out the noise and simplify things for you. So you have those clear, actionable steps and not magic bullets because I don't think there is any magic bullets out there. But on that website, you'll also see my podcast. I have a podcast, Straight Talk for Smart Business Women. Go figure. That's the name. <laughs> and the book, the access to the book through Amazon. But I also have a training academy, Straight Talk Training Academy that I am developing. And there are courses in there to specifically look at blocks that I see critical to build and grow your entrepreneurial business. So if you're not clear on your niche, there's a course on that. If you're not clear on your signature system that you're selling that's uniquely yours, there's a course on that. So there are small modules, small training courses. There's several up on the site right now. I'm developing more as we speak, but it's really meant to be that one-stop practical solution training resource for entrepreneurs. Phenomenal. And the website's one more time? Straighttalkforsmartbusinesswomen.com. Okay, great. So just that one website, we can get everything there. And Mm -hmm. then Cheryl, if someone would like to email you directly, they want to book you to speak. I know you're still doing some of that, right? Like someone could come out and speak. Fantastic. Or if they want to hire you to come out or, or do some virtual training for their corporation or whatever it might be, how can they connect with you directly? Cheryl, C-H-E-R-Y-L, at theleadershipenergy.com. Awesome. Well, I'm going to be going to get your free ebook. I'm going to be checking everything out. I encourage all of our listeners, definitely take advantage of this information that's being handed to you. I mean, there's a reason you're listening to this show right now. Cheryl, I want to thank you for being part of our show and just for sharing your experiences with our listeners today. I know they're going to, they're probably applying them right now as we connect. (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) I hope so. My love would be to hear all of the successes that happen because I just love being an entrepreneur and I hope others do too. Oh, yes, we do. Well, thanks again. And I want to thank our listeners all over the world. We're super grateful for you. If you haven't gone to my website yet, you can go to salescoachnow.com and grab our webinar, The Authentic Sales Formula, an entrepreneur's guide to serving more clients without being pushy or salesy. So come and spend an hour with me. It's a lot of fun. I guarantee it's going to give you some great takeaways to grow your sales and take it to the next level. Also, I'd love to partner with you on your next event, conference, or sales training session. So you can go to Ursula Minchus, M-E-N-T-J jes.com to see all of my latest keynotes. And we can also bring sales camp to you. So if you have a sales team of 10 or more, definitely reach out to us and we can share with you how sales camp can come to you. And our next sales camp is coming up next week already. And if you're interested, go to salescoachnow.com, click on the sales camp icon, and you can learn more information there. Thanks everybody for being part of our community. We treasure you, we value you, and we wish you your most epic year yet. Thank you for listening to Double Your Sales Now. To get even more information to take your sales to the next level, visit us at salescoachnow.com. That's salescoachnow.com. Join us again next week to learn how to double your sales now.